0: This episode contains some light reference to physical and mental abuse. Please take caution if sensitive to this topic. Thank you for listening to Unwind with Mace, where no topic is off limits. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Follow me on Instagram at MacyMace17. And be on the lookout for a new episode every Friday. I was really excited and eager to meet with you today, obviously. So uh, I was 30 minutes early. (laughs) I I saw that. (laughs) What I want to do is make the focus of this episode on approaching 30.
1: Okay. Miss Abby, how did we meet? We met... I was gonna say in college, but technically we met on our official recruiting trip yes. to Illinois. Yes. We were yes, yes we that was fall maybe twenty oh eight. Two thousand eight. Yes. And we were both on our official recruiting trip. Uh, for the University of Illinois. That's right. We are both being recruited
0: for gymnastics. Um, yes. What other schools? I'm going to have my listeners kind of know a little bit more about you. What other schools were you being recruited by? Um,
1: officially, um, just Michigan State. Uh, that I was considering. A couple other offers uh, at the in the West Coast. Nothing I considered very heavily because I'm a mommy's girl and I wanted to stay closer to home. <laughs> home but officially is? Ohio. Yes. So Illinois and Michigan state um which I'm very happy I chose Illinois over Michigan state.
0: Yes. <laughs> we can get into that as well in a little bit. But um yeah, so I remember, I don't remember a whole lot of my recruiting trip or a whole lot of college in general, but um, I do remember meeting you and I think you may have been one of the first people that I connected with in a sense on that trip. And I just remember your accent, like you were in your mom's accent. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're so like, thick, like their accents were so thick. And I think my mom and dad were with me on mine too. And I was so afraid of like people... I'm like oh my gosh, they're so southern. So it was just weird. Like
1: <laughs> that's so funny because we met. At, I think breakfast one morning at the hotel. I want to say that's where we met. Mm-hmm. But I think that's so funny because I've recently read something that the middle Ohio accent is the um, most neutral accent there is, at least in America, but possibly even worldwide. So wow, I, um, I personally think I don't have one, but. That's really funny that you think I have one. <laughs> yeah. It's not nearly as
0: bad as it was. Not bad. It wasn't bad. But it's not nearly as heavy as it was, I feel like, when we were in college and I met you. But I do remember just thinking, like, man, she talks weird. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. Well, I've lived all over the U.S., so I have gotten the, middle, the Midwestern accent once or twice. But I think I'm somebody that takes on accents as well. I feel like I still have a little bit of – Um, the Chicago, Chicago Mm -hmm. accent from Illinois as well. So I'm sure I have a fun little mixture of everything now. Yes, I would agree with that, definitely.
0: Yeah, so we met on our recruiting trip, and then we both um, attended the University of Illinois in 2009. I think it was August, right, is when we moved in, 2009?
1: Yeah, early August,
0: Yep, and we lived in the same building, the same dorm building, um,
1: Barton Hall. Good old Barty. Yeah. (laughs) You were on uh, the second floor, weren't you? Yes, I was second floor. I was first with our other teammate. Yes.
0: (laughs) 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 Yes, so I lived with a soccer player my freshman year, and then you lived with one of our other teammates, and... Tell me about Barton for you. Like, what was Barton Hall like?
1: Weirdly enough, I I was at first upset that we were the first um, group of, I guess, our other two uh, sophomore roommates, I think, were there the year before. Or maybe they weren't. But I do think we were one of, or the first um, group of girls that were in that all-girl Barton Hall. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I was kind of upset at that first because the boys team was allowed to be in that bigger dorm that had boys and girls and it was big and it looked like a lot more fun,
0: but as the time
1: went on, I actually really appreciated the smaller dorm. It felt safer. So I was actually okay with it after a while. And I thought it was actually a great dorm to live in. It was small, Mm -hmm. but Um, I enjoyed that all the girls were there including our sophomore roommates Mm
0: -hmm. and we
1: could just go upstairs and talk to them and um, I liked that my roommate particularly didn't stay in the room very often so (laughs) I often had the room to myself because I was a homebody loner girl and I enjoyed having the room to myself but um, I enjoyed Barton days even though we had to stay there two years. So um, yeah, that was the worst part.
0: I mean, I was hardly there as well, so I, I don't really have much memory of Barton. Except <laughs> I was there
1: too much.
0: <laughs> yeah, except for honestly, like it sounds crazy, like I lived in Barton Hall, but I would only be there to visit you in a way like that.
1: Yeah, no, I you were with, never with, there. Yeah, I lived Especially with my boyfriend sophomore this time. year when we lived yeah. next to each other. <laughs> and I needed you the most and I was like where's Mace (laughs) okay she's not here cool (laughs) between gymnastics in class and you being with him I I never really saw you that often
0: and no I you know I didn't and then I also just so people know I wasn't always a bad friend I had (laughs) a lot going on (laughs) with myself as well I think we both got injured pretty close together um Mm. And I took it very hard. And we also had a lot of similar struggles in college as far as um, our coach went and being treated a certain way. And then also with injuries and just trying to navigate what it's like to be an 18 and 19 year old girl in Mm -hmm. a college setting like that, I think was very difficult for us to adjust to at first.
1: Um, And on top of that, having not the greatest taste in men those first few years. I think that Correct. was hard as well.
0: Yeah, and we both w- had really terrible relationships, actually, um, mm-hmm. that we can dive into even more in a little bit. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, I think that that was like my first true love, or not. I don't even know if it was true love. Now that I look back at it, but that was my first love, and that was my first real relationship. And I was 18 years old and head over heels for this football player that was you know, oh, you're a gorgeous football player, you know, yeah, 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 and um, it was, like, the title, I guess, more though, more than anything, I didn't pay attention to what really mattered in a relationship at that time, I guess, so it was not my, <laughs> not my best moments of life, um, <laughs> I being just battling with everything else on that, I really, went into what I like to call a depression and I didn't know it at the time and just got into this routine of finding comfort in any way I could. And it was not healthy. I guess piggybacking off of that, we can kind of get into the, what it was like being in a relationship at 18 and 19 years old. Um,
1: I agree that I, I, I I'm not sure again, cause it was very highly dysfunctional if I can at 30 call it love, but it's still to this day, the most, um, oh gosh, I don't even know how to, what the word to use, the closest I've been with a um, romantic partner. But again, it was like um, we needed each other, co- um, We were co-dependent was, on each other. Codependent, yes, thank you. Yeah. I knew it was mm-hmm. co-something. We're very codependent and that's not anything that I have had since. So that's where it differs and it's been much more healthy. We can be independent and we can be our own people. Mm -hmm. But it, I got, um, after my freshman year, um, and I had only ever been a gymnast and I was no longer a gymnast. Um, I kind of needed to fill those 60 hours a week and I, started dating somebody from back home who was going into the military and there was a perception there, an image there, a fantasy there. And I hardcore dived into it and, uh, put everything I had, um, after school and not always after school into this fantasy of me being the military wife and, um, living this wonderful life with this military man. And it was all facade. It was all fantasy. And I mean, a lot of the friendship was real. I will say that our friendship was real. It's just Mm -hmm. unfortunate that um, a relationship was very, very toxic. And I was too young to really know any better.
0: Yeah. Can I ask you what do you, what you felt was appealing at that time? Like what, was appealing about that type of life for you in your mind I think at
1: that time. I think it cuz it was so different from what I was currently living like it was a way to get out mm-hmm. and um I had I had been raised seeing probably just in the movies or the TV what a fantasy of like a military man is mm-hmm. I should have watched more of the shows that show the realism of of <laughs> being away from a military man for yeah. 10 months out of the year and uh, what really goes on behind the scenes. But I think it was just um, it was so different from the life I was currently living and it was so different from the life that I had had. And I didn't want that because everything seemed to be going wrong with the current state that I was in. And it was nice to have a fantasy about something else, moving away, being with him, um, going to school, him going off to work, him coming home, me being on the base, me being with all the other little military wives. Yeah. I had a best friend at the time. We grew up um, together in the gym and her husband, they're still together. I'm actually, they're still my best friends mm-hmm. um, both of them and she had just married him and he was in the army and so she was a little bit in my ear telling me kind of all the good things mm-hmm.
0: and and we're very impressionable at that point as well like we were oh yeah so young and I'm just gonna interrupt really fast I think also part of that is being a gymnast, it's a different level of commitment, As far, especially mm-hmm. when you make it as far as we did and you were as successful as we were in the sport. It's a different type of – it becomes a different type of mindset for the sport or any other sport. I think it takes a little bit more dedication than most other sports, and you, you end up being sheltered in a way.
1: Oh, horribly sheltered. And And I think me more than – there were a couple of our other teammates that were on the same level, but – of my sheltering, um, but I think to to add to what you said, it's such a great thing—the level of commitment, the drive, the dedication. Um, but I think it's a hindrance because we kind of go into everything with that full force of like, okay, I'm I'm the gymnast mm-hmm. now, I'm the military wife mm-hmm. now, I'm instead of like I'm Abby, it's a title. So yeah, it's a title, and you're so used to being uh, growing up in middle school and high school. And it's like, that's not, that's not Abby. That's, Oh, that's the gymnast mm-hmm. like in yeah. our, yeah. in our circle. It was like, here's my friend. Here's my friend. Here's my friend. Here's the gymnast. Here's yep. my friend. And it just as much. And I've heard military men say this as well, just to add another comparison. I'm sure there's other parts of society that also feel this. It, it was for me, one of the hardest, um, Titles to shed, because I had no idea who Abby not the gymnast was, so mm-hmm. I just full force held on to Abby going to be the military wife mm-hmm. so yeah, was young
0: yeah, and I think I could speak on behalf of all athletes when I say this. Um, I think maybe a little bit more for gymnasts, but when you go to a certain level of, of athletics you become your sport in a way. So Mm -hmm. you do lose yourself and it's really difficult to navigate away from that once you hit a certain level. So you do have to kind of go through this. What am I? Who am I? You know, like I remember, Mm -hmm. you know, I went three more years after you did with gymnastics, but I still went through that as well. And I'm honestly so grateful that you ended before me in a way because I was able to kind of to use you in in that sense as a friend and say hey I'm lost as hell right now like like what is life like how do we how do you navigate this and I think you were a little bit ahead of me in that sense that you had gone through it three years before I did and were able to help me find myself again as well and I was able to talk to you and relate to you with things and you had already been through it so you were well this is what I did it may it may work it may not work for you but this is how I kind of got through it and I appreciate that because it's not something that's easy to navigate away from when you do athletics for almost 40 hours a week for 16 years of your life
1: yeah and I just remember sitting there at a freshman banquet watching our seniors graduate and kind of Kind of already feeling it um, and already kind of like seeing. And I know this is an also another topic for probably another time, but how poorly um, our coaches had prepared these young women for the world, um, not only as professionals, um, as women, as humans. <laughs> And yeah. I remember having the talk after that banquet with my mom and her saying, these are our seniors. These are women who are about to enter the workforce. And the only people that were there were their family and friends. And they can't even function in front of family and friends. Like, that's not a, really a program that I want you to be a part of if all they care about is who you are as the gymnast, because mm-hmm. that's not what college is about. You get to be here because you're a gymnast, not only because you're a gymnast. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, I like to say that a lot of what went down with me in gymnastics was my choices. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it truly was my choice to do the things that got me no longer to be a part of the team, but it was very much yanked for me um, unexpectedly. And I think that even helped me because there wasn't this like long process of, oh my gosh, I'm about to not be a gymnast. I was like, not a gymnast.
0: Well, yeah. And And I want to also clarify that, they did you wrong, very wrong. And I don't want any of my listeners to think that you like, messed up so big that you got kicked off the team because that's not at all happening. <laughs> you stood up for yourself. And because you stood up for yourself as well, we were, you were 20 at that time or 19?
1: Oh, just turned 19. Just turned
0: 19. Yeah. At, a, at 19 years old, you finally put your foot down and stood up to these people who were treating us like puppets and using us like puppets. And if we didn't do what they say, then we either don't make line up or we are punished for it or, you know, and you, you got had enough of it. So you put your foot down and then they ended up almost forcing you to make the decision to, to be done with gymnastics.
1: Yeah, there was... Um... More to play yes, absolutely. That's a hundred percent what I believe. And um I uh, I know, especially after losing our head coach that year and who our head coach was the the, the, the next year, um she a hundred percent did not want me part of that team. So it was very any reason she could have to make sure I wasn't on that team, um she I I gave her some too. My grades were not the greatest my freshman year. Thank goodness um, I was able to come back for uh, the next two years that I was there. But uh, between the surgeries that I had, the two surgeries that I had six months apart, and um, the stress and what I was dealing with, my boyfriend was deployed. I was on pretty heavy narcotics due to the surgery. Um, I wasn't being believed Mm -hmm. about my injury. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was being punished for seeking outside help and medical um, knowledge. And that's another reason that I got punished. But it it was a a whirlwind of all kinds of things. And as I've learned through the last 10, 12 years of being an adult, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, I was done like mentally. Another reason I'm sure that the coach was not a fan of mine. I don't, I wasn't there mentally. Um, I, I love gymnastics. I was so happy when I got the offer to continue it because I didn't think I was done with after graduating, um, junior Olympics and being done in high school, but I wasn't ever there. I wasn't committed my brain wasn't there my body was obviously showing that it was breaking down my mind was breaking down and the sport to this day I still have really mixed feelings about it and I wish I'd ended loving the sport like I I kind of want to I didn't actually want to go down this route
0: today but I think I might because you use the word punished and that's a very strong word to use and I 100 1000% agree with the word punished because it is what it felt like for me as well. And um, I kind of want to touch on that because I remember when we did get onto campus and we all went to the arc and we were like, okay guys, we need to do some cardio because we haven't worked out in two and a half weeks and practice starts tomorrow. And, you know, like we were so excited and like prepared, like w- very driven at eight 17 and 18 years old to be prepared to walk onto that team um and and earn our spot for to compete we were very driven to do that and so mm-hmm. i want you to touch on the word punished and what made you feel like you that was the truest form of the word and then also how in one year or less we went from being that driven and that excited to be the best gymnast we could be to not wanting to be on that team or do gymnastics ever again in our lives?
1: Well, um, I mean, I I highly doubt those coaches are going to be listening to this. Um, And I highly doubt maybe even some of our ex-teammates are going to listen to this. But to just put it out there, I was brought aside and I was um, legitimately told that my punishment would be that they would not let me compete my sophomore year Um, due to the choices I had made, that they were not gonna use me in lineup no matter if I deserved it or not. So it 100% was a punishment. Um, I think luckily for them, there were other extenuating circumstances that uh, they were able to just get me out of there Um, so they didn't even have to use that punishment for sophomore year, but I think it was very much the environment. I, I didn't have the most competitive, um, or great gym that I grew up in, but the coaches were fantastic. They nurtured us. I mean, they were parents themselves. Their daughters were there working out with us. Um, they were very respectful. They were very loving, Um, my coach was like another father to me. He was just, he made me love the sport. He never did anything inappropriate. He he was just, he was a great guy. I'm still very much respect and love him today, Um, including my other past coaches as well. I still have a great relationship with them. And then I came to college and it was all manipulation and scare tactics Mm -hmm. and, It was this new form of coaching that I'm sure a lot of elites and other um, big gyms have used. And I've had teammates and friends in the past that have told me, yeah, that's normal, Abby. But that's not something I was used to. And I'm somebody that if you encourage me, you've got me. If you try to threaten me, if you try to tell me no, if you try to tell me this and this and this and this that's wrong about me, I'm just – I shut down. Sometimes you can get me with, you're not good enough to do this. I'll say, well, Mm -hmm. let me show you. But, and those tactics were used as well, but on top of so many other degrading factors that, um, I, I was just terrified, just all the time, terrified. My favorite event, which was beam, which was I, one of our coaches main, uh, events that she did. I loved beam. It was my favorite since becoming a level 10. I actually hated beam prior and it became one of my favorite events. um, After becoming a level 10 due to the skills that I was doing on the beam, it just was fun. I mean, it was flying and it just was a really cool event. And I remember grabbing my tiger paws, which are things to help with your wrists prior to each beam, uh day and just being back there and like getting an extra 30 seconds to just cry knowing that I had to go to this event with this coach who so demeaned me that Mm -hmm. I just hated it I just I'd go to bars and and maybe floor or vault and not feel great but Mm -hmm. at least not feel worthless and I'd go to beam which I knew I was good on I mean I was um ranked i mean i i beat granted once okay once (laughs) that's all that matters (laughs) once but i beat um a world champion world champion on vault but i beat her uh in at the arnold classic we have the arnold classic every year has a um second day that if you make finals uh, her and I both made finals, and uh, I actually ended up winning against her. And for somebody from a small gym and um, had never really been spectacular, great, sure, but never spectacular. It was pretty amazing to watch this girl who ended up becoming a world champion. I was like, yeah, oh, I beat you on beam. But it, I, was, I was very good on beam. I had gotten very high scores all over all throughout my level 10 year. And so I knew I was definitely a contender to um, be in the lineup on beam. But she just, I was just, I felt absolutely Mm -hmm. worthless, even just with her looking at me. So it really took the love out of flipping when you're just flipping to survive.
0: Yeah, and I... I agree um, with a lot of that. And I felt a lot of the same things I'll probably do at some point, a solo episode on, on my experience with her. Um, but I did want to say, cause you had mentioned that you had talked to some of your other teammates about the type of coaching that we were receiving there that um, I came from a well-known gym in Georgia, one of the best in the Southeast. And pr- we've produced college athletes, you know, one after another and, I never in my life had had that kind of experience until I got to college. So even with a prestigious gym and, and having excellent coaching and successful athletes from that mm-hmm. gym, I had never experienced abuse before and in the sport. And that's, I feel like, all we experienced in college. Not every one of our teammates, but especially yeah. – like the two of us so um and I think yeah we can kind of move move forward from that just to go back to how we became really close um and continue to grow beyond the sport because after like you had mentioned after our freshman year you were no longer on the team and so we were still really good friends And I think we became closer and closer as the years went on um which is weird in a way, because typically as a college athlete, you only hang around your teammates because you're around them 90% of the time anyway. But um, yeah, we ended up moving out of the dorms and moved in together.
1: Spring semester freshman year when you would hurt your elbow and I'd hurt my knee. Because I think, not that we were not ever friends, but I wouldn't say soft, or um, freshman fall that we were that close, or that we did right, that many things agree. together. Um, I actually gravitated more mm-hmm. towards our other teammates, and you gravitated more towards <laughs> not our yeah. teammates outside of yeah. us. Um, That's so true. Not, not the I tried to do everything
0: I could to stay away from. That's like I needed some kind of separation from. Gymnastics and lived breathing and eating it, and right. so I did everything I could for however that five percent of my college life to get away from everybody in the sport in general.
1: Right, and I hung on to them because mm-hmm. they're the only ones I knew, and I'm so bad at branching out and so bad at putting myself out there. Still, at almost thirty, I am not great. I'm <laughs> so much better, but I'm still not great. Um, but I, I think having that in common and then living next to each other. And I'll also say that your boyfriend at the time, for whatever reason, um, I want to like say it because of me, but I don't know, for whatever reason, yeah. we had a trust between each other and we had um, a relationship between each other. I mean, not, mm-hmm. we weren't close, but there was this. You love my girlfriend, I think, yeah. the most. And so I'm going to trust you with the things that I need to talk about her yeah. and to her about. And I think when you were so highly invested in that particular relationship and I was the next, I was the go-to for him, that yeah, even made I us agree. closer. So, yeah. and then I think honestly with junior year... It was just a matter of we were the most alike, which is funny because we're very, very different. But we were the most alike in terms of what was compatible for living together. And we were not like any of the other three choices, in my opinion. And I think that that worked out great for them and it worked out great for us. Yeah, I agree. So... Junior year, we move into
0: an apartment together. <laughs> it, was, it was epic.
1: <laughs> it was good times. <laughs> Looking back, I wish it had been so much more epic,
0: but again,
1: that's okay. There I can't regret it. It's fine. Um,
0: yeah, so we could kind of touch on our living time together. So let me just add in here that my best friend Abigail Leber is one of the smartest human beings I know and graduated college a year early after so awesome. struggling through a freshman year because of other things not because of school but just because at 18 <laughs> years old you were dealt with more things than most people go through in life and so um, it was incredible to watch you graduate early and prove everyone in your path wrong um, and have the support of your mom and your dad to get you through through that time and, and watch you just like mm-hmm. like woman power like holy shit this girl is just like she's on fire and you know and then you go on to vet school it was just it was really cool to watch but um yeah so we only got to live together for a year and um I mm-hmm. personally loved every bit of it and enjoyed it at that point
1: I, I did too
0: breaking up I did too with my boyfriend yeah, I dated him from what on like and off third week of college, probably.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. Which I can't anyone remember. listening that is going but... to college soon
0: or not, like, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> dismiss like <laughs> Yeah, no, go don't go do it. Do <laughs> yourself
1: for a while. Have
0: some fun. That's the best advice I can give. Just don't get in a relationship yeah. right away. Um, but yeah, we were we dated. I think for my third week of college until the end of my junior year and my junior year was super bad really rocky um things got very toxic and out of hand um but
1: which I'll also say is another thing that brought us together horribly and I I it sucks because I hated your Mm -hmm. boyfriend and you hated mine and yet we (laughs) <laughs> yeah it didn't well it didn't matter because <laughs> we loved them but it was this I I hate him but I'm going to support mm-hmm. you because I know what it's like because it was they were both in many similar ways in many different ways um just horribly toxic people and horribly toxic relationship and as much as I had advice for you it was always hilarious to me because I felt like you'd come and ask me advice on him and I would (laughs) give you this amazing speech and it would be so (laughs) profound and I would call my mom and be like this is what I told Macy and it was amazing and I don't know how she couldn't listen to me yeah and I (laughs) was dating the exact same thing so I think that was even just something that brought us together was just and I I think they were different But the toxicity of the relationship was very much similar. Um, I think they were Mm. bad and good in their own ways, um, but they were just as toxic for both of us. And that was honestly a huge portion of that whole year was you being with him and not being with him and Mm. me being with my boyfriend and not being with my boyfriend. And it literally took up. For me, all yeah, the time that I we agree. were living together, <laughs> it was just this boy and this boy, and really nothing yeah. else. We had fun on the side, but we were both very, very invested in. I was about to say I think each other, each other's in yeah, our Because I boyfriends. do remember yeah. also
0: when I finally drew the line, um, and it took me probably two years to to draw it. I remember going into your room and just bawling my eyes out and just feeling like that gut-wrenching pain you know like it's that oh my god like it does hurt there's like physical pain yeah because you're so emotionally damaged and hurt and you were like okay let's go get in the car and you drove us and we you got don't. cookies <laughs> and like <laughs> i don't it's, remember, I this, remember but... the name of the cookies but they were Good for you. Good campus for me. Were like, you never had these nope we're going to get them and you would not let me say another word about them and that was the end of it that was it no was no, it no no insomnia That's a whole, another level of level cookies but uh oh, yeah. I no. is the one the harder cookies with the icing on them
1: oh um yes a great American cookie company? Oh I can't or... remember. I just remember we were I don't know what eating. you're saying. We were like, my mom, yeah. when I was
0: younger, used to take me whenever I had a bad date and we would get cookies and this is what we're going to do and you're not allowed to say a word about them. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like bawling my whole way out. <laughs> like,
1: okay, cookies make everything better. I want to say it, it was this uh, one cookie company, but I'm not sure they're in Illinois. Whatever. It probably was. I don't think that they're mm-hmm. still... Yeah in business but they're the best cookies in the world and i've had many arguments with friends (laughs) based on this cookie company and the great american cookie company which are better and it's definitely these that are better okay i'll probably remember
0: it here but yeah i just remember like that's we were so there for each other and i think it's because we were so empathetic in what we are going through Mm -hmm. and no one else understood including the adults in my life at that time like no one understood and yeah I didn't have anyone to go to as far as an adult because my coaches who are supposed to be my saving grace at that time and someone who's supposed to help me navigate life at that time in that
1: moment <laughs> were are just barely navigating <laughs> okay. their own lives let's just say it like yeah
0: that. that's a, that's a, that's a decent way to put it
1: yeah um yeah so I think we got
0: really close or the closest, the year we lived together. Um, And weirdly enough, because we were so opposite when it came to our lifestyles.
1: Yeah, I did the, my life is falling apart. Let me be the best military girlfriend I can be and go home every weekend and never drink, and never party and never do anything bad and go home and (laughs) do my homework and that's it. And I had the exact opposite of my life going apart. And <laughs> let's just <"Wah!"> with um, <laughs> of a roommate. <laughs> Which again, look, I feel like there's no better. Again, if someone else is listening, who's going to college, yes. make smart decisions. Um, Don't do anything that's ever going to get Be you in, in danger, in, especially a woman sure. who's uh, make sure people are around you. Yes. Make sure that people are around you that are going to take care of you, but also r- remind yourself and give you permission that those are four years of your life that will never mm-hmm. compare to any other four years of your life. <laughs> I've been in college since I graduated college you don't- and no. you don't get that back. I mean, even when I went to get my master's, I was living off campus. I was an adult. I was living in my own home you're never going to get the on-campus actual college student back and I I, my mom argues that I would never have been that person Mm -hmm. even if I had allowed myself to be that person because that's just not really who I am but if you can get that experience um, I wish I would gotten more of it so if there's anything you can do I can say just literally have fun you'll never get it back have fun enjoy yourself (laughs) I wish I could, but yeah, today yeah, yeah, ship yeah. has sailed. And that's
0: okay. Like we, <laughs> we did have a few fun yeah. nights together. Um, I definitely was the party girl that that year. Um, I think I had gotten to the point where I felt free for the first time in college. Um, so, like I said, I started dating yeah. very early, and then it became very abusive the relationship, and I it was so toxic, and I felt um, very controlled. So in all areas of my life I was controlled so in gymnastics my coaches they were yes. abusive and controlling my relationship was abusive and controlling and when I finally drew mm-hmm. that line it was like all hell broke loose like this girl <laughs> she cannot be, she cannot be tied down
1: and you met a couple uh, yes. friends outside of gymnastics junior year that um, helped you get outside of gymnastics and um, so, they were great yes. they were they're, Still, like, great some of my still great friends. girls. Still great girls. I've had so much time with them. Yes, and I'm so glad that you had that connection with somebody at Illinois yes. who wasn't in our bubble, who wasn't an athlete, who wasn't, um, who just was there yeah. as a yeah. college. And she student. taught
0: me honestly. Yeah, I hated every minute of college up until I met her. Um, we obviously had our, our moments here and there, but even then we were both still so miserable with everything, like trying to figure out how to get through it that until I met her, I did not enjoy an ounce of college. Like, yeah. I like, hated it. I was like, I remember thinking, oh my gosh. And I was leaving for school. Yeah. Everyone was telling me it's going to be the best four years of my life. And these have been the worst two years I've ever experienced. And I could die and be fine. Like I would never, I never want to do this again. And then when yeah. I, and that's not. To be taken lightly, like I really had those thoughts.
1: <laughs> like, no, it's yeah. why I, it's why I graduated early, Macy. It's a hundred percent why, and which sucks because junior year was actually junior spring semester was the best time ever, and I think a little bit of it was I knew I was leaving, so I knew I needed to get some things in, but I also had the freedom yeah. of knowing I didn't have to do this another year. I think if I knew I had to do this another year, mm-hmm. I would have felt a little bit more trapped but I remember graduating going crap yeah that was yeah. fun I wish I could do more of that but
0: uh yeah it was yeah. really but I do remember just it was going crazy <laughs> we threw parties all the time and you were such a great roommate I was like hi like i'm gonna call her christina and i are going to throw a party in our apartment it's going to be from wall to wall there's going to be people in here and you're like
1: okay i'll be in my room like <laughs> I
0: had no issues whatsoever
1: the, the times i did participate in those parties they were awesome and then the times I was a stick in the mud, I hated every minute of it because there were people grinding on my door. And I could hear the whoosh, 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 whoosh. And I'm like, I, I just want to But I remember going to class, I mean, in a big, big lecture hall. I want to say maybe it was chemistry or anatomy or something, a thousand person lecture hall. And sitting behind somebody and listening to them talk. And the more and more details that came out, the more and more I realized they were talking about my house. They were talking about my party. And I was like, yes. okay, I don't even know who these people are. Like they're in my class, but they don't know who I am. They have right. no idea that I'm sitting behind them, that I was there, that I was, <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, well, glad you had a good time. And I know that there's at least once, if not more than once. I woke up mm-hmm. and there was chocolate mm-hmm. on our walls or on our ceiling a lot a, a lot it of was, things were on our walls. they were fun <laughs> yeah yeah that's true
0: yes absolutely yes. maybe absolutely. better maybe worse than chocolate yeah we had some of the most epic parties um I went and visited her not too long ago and people still talk about them it's insane we we're like what like why didn't we get into party planning <laughs>
1: like, like we threw some awesome parties the word got out, let me tell you. Because these people were not – they were not in her friend group. They were yeah. not in our friend group. They were not an athlete. We don't know. And I'm like, yeah. how – I can't answer how that to this I answer night. that. But
0: <laughs> we talk about it all the time when we catch up. Like, we would walk down campus the next day or week and just be stopped by random, like, people we didn't know. Like, oh, my gosh, that party was awesome. we're like, oh, thanks. Like, who are you? Like <laughs> – what it's like approaching 30. Like we're getting Mm -hmm. really close to 30 and um, we've had to overcome a lot of things. I think that, I don't know, I, I can't speak for you on this, but I will touch on it a bit and you can kind of tell me how you feel about it. But I think for the majority of my 20s, I battled with overcoming people's perception of me and believing people's perception of myself. And so I had this idea of who I was based off of what other people thought of me. Instead of truly knowing who I am and who I'm destined to be as a woman. And I think now that I'm getting really close to 30, like over the last two years, I would say I've really focused on, on learning some of the things that I thought about myself and being able to fully dive into who I really am. And it's
1: been very refreshing. Yes. Um, I'll say to even tie this all together that the reason I'm still in school is I haven't I've tried this I've tried that I've tried this and um, a lot of it stems from continuing to feel the things that I was told I was in college um, that's 10 years later. It's not that I necessarily believe them, but if I didn't actually try, then that prophecy wouldn't come true. So I feel like when I went down to Florida, I got my master's and, you know, didn't do anything with that. And when I came to Tennessee and the goal was vet school and I didn't finish that, it was more of, um, not that I wasn't capable or not that I, uh, wouldn't have loved either of those, um, jobs that I would have gotten with those degrees, but I just didn't want to actually try. Cause if I actually tried and I was all in all those things that that coach told me I was, and I didn't, and it didn't work out, how would I feel? I'd rather not do it. And then the Mm -hmm. excuses, well, I just actually didn't try and that's why I didn't do it. Then I tried and I failed yeah. and I, I didn't succeed. And 2019, 2020, um, <laughs> that I went, well, maybe I'll try, yeah. <laughs> actually try. And I actually started to do very well in my classes and I went a different path and realized that my love for animals is still my favorite thing about me, but it doesn't need to be my career and discovered that truly I wanted to be back in surgery. Um, I just, because that's what I always wanted to do. I wanted to be a surgeon and I discovered through research that I could be a, in the surgery room and just do (laughs) anesthesia and I could sit down (laughs) and I did some shadowing with some nurse anesthetists and some anesthesiologists and realized that the, that medical part was, Cause I've always known I wanted to be in medical. I just, did I want to be a doctor? Did I want to be a veterinarian? Did I want to be a surgeon? Did I want to be a nurse? Like I knew I wanted to be medical, but the craziness of medical school, especially being a little older, I wasn't sure if I would want to go through that or go through that again. And, um, I had a horrible biological clock on me. And luckily yeah. that's been lifted in the last year, year and a half. Yeah. Um, And that dictated a lot of my decisions. It was, well, I can't go and do this because four years from now, I'll be this old and I won't be able to have this many kids. And I just, it was excuse after excuse after excuse. And I think honestly, 30 is kind of what did it for me. It was like, okay, you said you'd be this, this, and this, and this by 30. You're none of those things. So why don't you decide to just be none of those things? And it doesn't matter what you are, just go and be free. And if you're this age, when you become it fine, if you're this age, when you become it, whatever, if you have the opportunity to do this, you holding back has actually prevented you from having any of these things at the age that you said you'd have them. So I'm full, full force going towards this nursing degree that I moved back to Ohio to get Mm -hmm. um, I'm doing the best I've ever done in school. I feel the best about myself. Um, I've gotten uh, rid of some of the people in my life that I, yeah, what's the word, um, I would I'd fall back on, and when that finally became an absolute cannot happen, all of a sudden everything opened up. And um, it's it's been a bad year for the world. Um, But it's given having the time at home and having the time to be uh, introspective and really learn about myself. And it's allowed me to kind of, for the first time, actually try to become the person I want to become and I can definitely say with confidence this has been the first time that wheel has actually turned over and um, I feel like I'm finally on the right path that school is actually going to happen that the degree is actually going to happen the job's actually going to happen Um, I'm going to get this job that I want it's still a little bit away I still have school and I have a plan for where I'm going to go with the job and the all the experiences i'm going to have it's it's refreshing to be going into 30 thinking all your 20s were when you were supposed to have all this fun and i'm going yes. into 30 in december going <laughs> oh man my next decade uh-uh. yeah yeah it it has i can't wait sometimes finally. i
0: struggle with like <laughs> um, i talked to a friend about this about feeling sad or um, like heavy hearted about some of the things that have happened in 2020 just with the world or even in my own life just feeling like oh it's really heavy but then also in the same breath I can sit there and say I am yeah. so happy and grateful it's- and that's what I always end up focusing on because it's just I feel very excited for my future um, and, and turning 30 and as scary as it is I'm like for so long I dreaded turning mm-hmm. 30 like oh when you're 30 year old but like <laughs> I feel like I'm almost in my prime. Like, I don't even feel like I'm quite there. I feel like I'm approaching it. Yeah. And so I'm really excited to hit that and see what yes. 30, the decade has for me, like 30 to 40. Like I'm about to, I feel like I'm on fire almost, you know, like just light up my path as I go. And um, yeah, I think we've yeah. kind of talked about that, but we've talked about just tapping into our true selves and accomplishing everything mm-hmm. that we want to accomplish finally. I
1: remember having conversations at 25 26 and saying things and maybe even 23 24 and saying things like well I'll definitely have a kid by 30 like kind of laughing at it because I knew I'd have one at like 26 or 27 or 28 like 30 was so far off and so like yeah I don't even like of course I will. I'll probably have two by 30 and I'll probably be with the love of my yeah. life and I'll have this great career. And, Absolutely. you know, none of those things have happened. And I think for me, for the good, um, cause I don't think I would have been ready. Um, definitely wouldn't have been ready to be a mom. I definitely don't think I'd be ready to yeah. be in the last relationship ever. Um, cause I hope the one is the last one, but I definitely have some more exploring to do within myself and, <laughs> you know, even within the, the male species, I really want one that yep. drives me and cause I, I've not had that in a relationship. And I just think that that isn't something you're necessarily looking for in your twenties, yeah. because in your twenties, some people Absolutely. figured it out. I did not, but you're, you're surviving in a way you're learning about your, it's, it's about you about you and it's about facing your first a- becoming yeah. who you are and learning who you are and I've never been like fired up about the next day or yeah. the next month or the next year or moving forward or especially 30 last I, question favorite the memory greatest thing in the world just to see you as a mom for the first time you know it was it was surreal. I love my girlfriends who are moms. I'm so glad that they're the moms and <laughs> they have to take care of the kids. The rest, like I get to just say hi and I get to leave. But it's, it's, it's been surreal each time I've got to meet my friends uh, for the wow. first time when they've had their first child and same for you. It was really cool. I mean, this was your, wow. it was surreal. It was that's really, surprising. I didn't yeah, even like, it couldn't yeah, be real. That's really cool. You Very had cool. a kid um okay yeah. do you have a story in mind yeah You know, weirdly <laughs> enough I'm gonna tell this one um it's okay I have so many so many and there's probably even ones better than this and this is a personal one just for me but I'll never forget we lived together all junior year I didn't go out I didn't do anything I was a bum on a stick and then I want to <laughs> say it was maybe uh syllabus week spring semester I realized this was my last semester and I, you were getting ready <laughs> to go out. Yeah, I remember. And I looked at you and I said, I'm gonna go out too. And I think you fell on the floor. You were like, what? And um, mm-hmm. we decided to go get Long Island. Oh my gosh. At wing night. Um, oh, what was the bar's name? Yes, the one up the stairs. Yes, yes, yes. I, I don't remember, but they had wing, they had the 15 cent wings. Yeah, and yeah. they had the the shots and the name up on the wall, and that semester, I, I'm sure we missed <laughs> one or two, but I want to say we made it to almost every single Long Island night and wing night, and we made it through a good portion of those mm-hmm. uh, flavored shots on the wall, and it just it's a good memory for me because it kind of was a turning point. Again, I was leaving, but it was a turning point and our relationship and, and me just kind of going, you know what? Just have some fun, Abby. This is the last time. Like I didn't know where our relationship would be mm-hmm. after college. I didn't know you staying behind and me leaving. If we'd even ever talk to each other <laughs> again. So it's like, you have this amount of time left with Macy. Just go have fun and go do it. But there's so many other ones. I'm sure there's, I have many, many, uh, Yes. <laughs> One from our dorm room and you coming in my dorm room and all the silly things we did in my dorm room and many pictures, many summer stories. Um, but that for me was just, I feel like that's when I knew Yeah, it was worth continuing to have, like actually trying and having, continuing to have a relationship <laughs> with you. And I feel like, okay, this is what Misa likes to do. I'm going to do what Macy likes to do and we're going to go have fun. And I, I wanted to, sh- like, I want to show her that, <laughs> I love that. I'm investing in this relationship. Yeah. And yes. I want to enjoy the time I Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, and here yeah, we are well, still.
0: I'm just going to end with telling you how proud I am of you. And yeah. it's been really awesome to watch your growth over the last decade and just watch you become mm-hmm. Abigail Lover, the woman. And <laughs> it's really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love you so much.
1: I love you too. Yes, it's, I'm glad <laughs> yeah, we're still friends. I can agree with you. The that. only great thing that's come I out of agree. Illinois.
0: Well, enjoy your day, and <laughs> I will talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed my first episode of Unwind with Mace. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and follow me on Instagram at MacyMay17 to stay up to date with my new episodes that'll be dropping weekly.